Hello, and thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to Takeout and Takeaways. My name is Gabby, at Gabby Cosina on Instagram, and this is the podcast series in support of restaurants and some of my creative friends. Not only do I get to have highly entertaining conversations with talented peeps, but I get to do one of my favorite things, feed my friends. Every episode, I virtually travel to wherever in the world my friends are located, and I order from a restaurant that's local to them. Everybody wins. In this very food forward episode, I bring it closer to home to Brooklyn. I try my very best to impress my cooking school classmate, very tough critic, and everybody's favorite Sicilian, the one, the only, Chef Andrea Sirico. Andrea and I have spent hundreds of hours cooking together during our studies at the Institute of Culinary Education, luckily right before the pandemic hit, and since then, we've had to learn how to make some serious adjustments to our career expectations. Obviously, Nobody could have predicted what 2020 would have looked like. And as career changers and freshly trained cooks, starting from the bottom is an understatement. Even as a full-time educator, Andrea has been using her free time to organize free meals for first responders and has since launched a dessert business. You'll hear her talk about it in this episode, but let me just say that she makes the most delicious medicated desserts, if you know what I mean. Anyway, those of you who know Andrea will not be surprised to hear that, one, I had to do quite a lot of editing for profanity in this episode. Two, she physically could not stop cooking. And three, she was highly critical of the food that I chose for her. Nonetheless, chatting with her was wildly entertaining for me. And there's definitely some food porn going on. Honestly, there's nothing sexier than the perfect bite, right? So I hope you enjoy listening in on our chat. And at the very least, we make you hungry. This is Chef Andrea. I definitely could be a critic. For but sure. I think for you specifically too, like you genuinely know that you can make it better. Yes. yes. Did you ever have a curry puff before? First of all, I've never had one in my life until like last month. And I said to myself, where have I been all my life? These are so good. You know what my issue is with the whole culinary situation? I'm great at a lot of things, but I can't focus on one thing that I'm really, really good at enough to like open up a spot. One day I'll wake up and say, oh, I'm, I have a chocolate business. And then tomorrow I'll speak to you and be like, Gabby, I opened up an empanada stand. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, there's like no in between. Like, I'm trying to like focus on one thing. And like, well, I that, feel like that, sh- that could be your thing, though. That could be your thing. It could be like, I don't know, like call it something random, you know, like roll the dice. And then you just like make random shit whenever you want. That's a nice idea. Spur yeah. of the moment, I opened up a candy business. Like, I one day was like, I was in the house and my friends are making, you heard of those cocoa bombs, right? Oh yeah. I've heard of the cocoa bombs. The cocoa bombs. Yeah. So everybody that I know makes them. Mm-hmm. Like you get chocolate, you put it in the molds, you pop them out and then you stuff them and then you use the residual chocolate around it to, to glue it. And she's sitting here making thousands a day. So I'm like sitting here like, all right, what, what do I do? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like what, what's the next, the next move? There's something big about the time that we're living in now that everyone's home and trying to support that I think that no matter what it is you sell, I think people are going to want to buy. Right, right. I mean, my edible business and my both both my baking businesses are very consistent, which I really, really, really appreciate from all my customers because I don't like following recipes. I like to do my own thing. And I made for the first time um peanut butter cups two nights ago like recently oh i saw that on your story 
Oh, Gabby, let me tell you something. They're so good. I want to take a chocolate class because I, I feel like I would be a good like chocolate ear. Is that what it's called? A chocolate ear. You you gonna yeah, beat the bar? I'll be like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching our videos the other day um, when we started culinary school, and I thought it was so cool. You especially because you know we all have different personalities. Like with you, like I was listening to videos, and I thought it was so cool because the first video I had, like you would be it, the video was of me. But in the background, you heard chef yelling at you. That's not how you cut it, blah, blah, blah. Then I started laughing to myself because I look at what you do now. And I'm like, this girl, we all had, first of all, I couldn't cut an onion. I remember Chef Joe came up to me. He was like, he was like, that's the worst fucking onion I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I like, it was like the first day we met. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like, and then like, I look at you now and it's like, I definitely look up to you. And like when you cook, because you go out your comfort zone, you do things people don't really think about doing. Yeah, See, well, I, I have my moments. I mean, I think I think being in culinary school in general made me step out of my comfort zone because I got like yelled at a lot, and I had to just like sit back and be like, okay, like they're Take honestly it. like they're not criticism. teachers. Yeah, they're te- they're not teachers. They just know a particular way to do it. They're trying to like show us what's the best way that they do it, and we just have to like suck it up. Absolutely, suck it up and learn. Exactly. But like, I don't know, it's just something with you. I don't know, like you really listen. Like me, I feel like sometimes they would say something and I'd be like, yeah, right. Like they would tell me how to make certain things and especially like Italian dishes. And I'm like looking at them like, that's not how you do it. Like, yeah, yeah. We were, the, ste- we were the stepchildren of the evening classes. Redheaded stepchildren, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was weird because we got, like we had the same teacher for three mods. Was it three mods? Right? Yeah, Joe. Joe, yeah. Is, is that a teacher? Is that what you call a teacher? Like, I don't even know. I feel like they could have made they could have made more of an effort to make sure that we had more variety. We didn't really have like a well rounded curriculum. We didn't at all. French food and like one mod yeah. that was like Chinese and Italian. Exactly. I feel like maybe we sh- I should have researched my options before you know I actually signed up i mean i'm glad that i signed up because you guys i met you guys and i feel like you know yeah i think that's great like even though like in terms of experience like i don't think i could have gone through it without the class that we had like we had a very small class i think that like even in ice history it was just like a very intimate setting and we were all there for each other you know like through like personal shit and in the kitchen like I think it was like very special Absolutely. and it was meant to happen the way that it did, but I also wish it was, I'm happy it happened. Nope. I think it was also specific that like or I guess unique in that all of us really did have, except for maybe one or two of us, like long days. You know, like we were expected to go into class yes. three times a week in the evenings and all of us were coming from like waking up really early in the morning, going to a full day of work. And then, like, leaving class at, like, 11, 30, 11, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, and then doing it all over again the next day. Hold on, I think your food's, I think your food's calling me. Oh, are you outside? Okay, oh, she's coming now. You're the best. Let me go see yes. if somebody's outside. Catch me outside, how about that? Catch you outside? You have to go all the way outside? It's freezing outside right now. <laughs> Why'd they make you go all the way outside? First, first see what you got. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, this is my type of dinner. See, this is, Gabby, you're the best. Have you been, have you ordered from that place before? 
What's the name of the place? It doesn't even say. It's called El Viejo, El Viejo Yayo, I think. That's what I get all the time. You're so awesome. I'm to eat in like two minutes. You know what I find a lot about food, actually? Like, I feel like hole-in-the-wall spots has, like, the best type of food. No? So there's actually, there's a Mexican spot that Brenna and I always order order from. And it's so good. I've, like, relied on it for years. And they have really fast delivery. The food is really fucking bomb. Like, they make their own tortillas. It's really good quality stuff. Okay. And there was one time we decided to pick up from there instead of getting delivery. And we realized it was, like, one of those, like, buffet-style spots shabby right and like there's like a really? there's like a b rating on the door <laughs> and i walk in and, <gasps> I no... and you thought and you'll be thinking it's like the best yeah but we still order from there because the food's mad good like i don't really care but like, there used to be a sandwich spot in my old neighborhood that had the best sandwiches in the world but when you went in there there was it was the most dirtiest decrepit looking place I've ever gone to in my life and I would never get a sandwich anywhere else because the sandwiches <laughs> there are so good. Oh look you can get your checks cash next door. How is how has work been? So I'm kind of I, I bet you would never hear, think that I would ever say this but I'm like miserable that I'm not in work. I miss my kids so much like I miss like seeing them it's gonna be a year that I haven't seen them it's very depressing. Like, that's why I think I've been cooking a lot lately, too, because I'm just not in a good spot. I do things to make me happy because they make me happy. And I evaluated my life through this whole entire pandemic. And I do not see myself leaving my job mm. ever. Like, I definitely see myself with a successful business in the culinary world. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself leaving the Board of Education. Literally, this time we were finishing culinary school last year, about to get into our, our externship. And then look, a year later, it's a little, it's worse for you because I never left my other job. So I'm fortunate for that. But like, I lost my job in the restaurant. Like they sent me, which I knew I was going to lose my job because they're not going to pay somebody off the strength of me telling them I know how to cook. They're going to pay their best employees. And that's just what it is. Like we didn't even get a chance. Like, yeah. It's, it, it is kind of like you're in competition with yourself every day. You're in competition with people every single day. There's people like I try to ask myself when I make whenever I whenever I make anything, I say to myself, what can I make that makes my donut stand out to your donut? Like, what can I do to make my whatever be different than yours? I want to challenge myself. The place that I was in was a high end Italian restaurant. They paid me $15 an hour. They did pay me. I got to say, I got paid and I had options to work like late if I wanted to. You learn a lot. But it's like this, it's like you, you become a robot. You're in the same spot all day. You can't express your creativity because you're not an executive chef. I don't know if you had the same experiences. I was a little bit like, so when I first got, it was supposed to be my internship or my externship. But I was hired basically as a hired intern. So I was on the payroll and everything. And it was at this spot that I never thought that I would really see myself at. They were doing like corporate catering. And I just ended up with a really great team where all of the cooks that were there were really into like creating things of their own and proposing really like really fresh and really new ideas where they gave me the freedom to also do that. You know, even if it was just like making a salad or making a sandwich, okay. they were like, yeah, do it. You know, the the amount of ingredients that we had available to us was just like too much of a good opportunity to pass. 
that like they encouraged okay. us to kind of do it. And obviously, like with the pandemic and everything, right. nobody's going into the offices. So that's how like they needed to let us go. But like, I don't know any other setting, especially a restaurant setting where like that could be the case. I guess it depends on where you work. Yeah, oh I think God, that Gabby, especially. Lifted... What'd you say? I'm sorry. No, I lifted my pan and the whole entire roast just came apart like butter. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying that, like, I think that a lot of restaurants are these chefs' babies. So they really, like... Yeah. It's their name on the door. It's their experience that people are going to walk away being like, that chef was amazing, you know? So, like, they... I, I understand that they need things to be a certain way and everything has to be identical every time it goes out. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to be spending time there, you want to see yourself growing there. Of course. And I don't see myself growing in in a restaurant if it's not mine i feel like i want the experience yes but at the same time like i don't want you to tell me how to cook some yeah it's like you want to be able what you specifically want to do and the type of experience that you want to give to people you can only do like from your own mind and from your own creations like it needs to come from you i think i I just like being a boss too like (laughs) like i like listen i understand you have certain things that need to be met like you have your own restaurant. There's certain things that need to be made certain ways. I completely get it. I get it. But it's like, let people be creative. Maybe I could bring something to the table that you couldn't think about or they couldn't think about. I think in terms of like, at least getting the work done, working at a restaurant definitely teaches you efficiency, you know, and if like you can do something more efficient than someone else next to you, then they'll pay attention to you. Mm hmm. You know, but it's not so much about creativity. Mm-hmm. It's about how you're doing the task that you're you're specifically being asked to do. That I agree with. I agree with that. That's, I think, one thing that I that I took away from culinary school the most was, like, how to do, like, time management, I think. How to do things efficiently. I did something stupid the other day. What was it? I forgot what it was. And and I said to myself, oh, my God, if my classmate, if, if you guys were there or if any of the chefs were there, they would have been like, are you kidding me, Andrea? Like... <laughs> I haven't had like very many restaurant and food service experiences, especially not as many as I'm sure like a lot of other people would at this time, like if they would have started obviously like younger um, than we have. But at least when I first started, I was working at like that, that like food booth, right? The food kiosk. And I was like working with customers. I was making sandwiches like during rush hour. Like I was, I was doing, I learned multitasking. Right. Like I was able to like do register and make food and get it out like all at once. And like, that's what that taught me was like sense of urgency. And then like, as I moved on to my next job, like I learned about like making things in in quantity, you know, like that's when I learned like about the catering thing and like making several sandwiches, like making several dishes, holding that, like making sure that it stays at temperature, you know, and then like going somewhere else, Mercer Kitchen, like it was more about like getting all your shit done in a very timely manner. So that taught me like more about like, my knife skills and yeah but basically how to do things quickly so like now it's just a matter of like trying to put all of those things together you know I was gonna say like you when we filled out that paper about like when we were graduating who we think should get an award you're like the first person that came to my head because (laughs) like seriously like you've changed so much like you've evolved into this this great chef with like ideas and like that's pretty dope thank you thank you far too kind So are you going to try your food? I got you. All right. So this is, let's see. This is my review from Viejo Yayo. What do you usually order from them? Chichiron de pollo, de guisado. Um, 
I like their pork chops and I love their pepper steak. Their pepper steak with olives in it. So good. So I got you the, the so ropa funny. vieja. All right, let's give it a taste. It's very good, but salty. Mm. Like very salty, but good. It's very good. It's very tender. The meat is like butter. So it's very good, but it's a little bit too salty for my liking. But it's not like unbearable where you have to say like, oh my God, I can't eat this. Let's try well, the I'm sure with the rice, with the rice, it'll be. Yeah, with the rice, it will tone it down. Use that. Let's see how the beans are. I'm like a sucker for beans. Me too. I could eat beans every day. I love beans. Are they pinto like, beans? Yeah, so good. I like black beans. Yes. So these beans are under seasoned. <laughs> That's good. I like it. The beans are good, but I rather. Let's try this. Yeah. Mm. Does that make up for it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was good. That was a good bite. <laughs> the the this meat with the that was beans. a good bite. The meat with the beans. I'm sure even if wow. the right. the maduro is dry, you can like soak it up a little bit. Yeah, let's try. There you go. Oh yeah. I'm such a pothead. No, right? I'm a pothead thing. That's what I would do. Mm. So you get the saltiness from from the beef. Then the sweetness from the manduro, and I did not try it with the beans. So yeah, that looks it's really like good. a perfect bite of like salty and sweet. That's gonna be a good bite. Oh yeah, that looks so good. That was good. <laughs> that was a good bite. A hundred percent. Oh okay. I'm I'm glad I'm glad I I watched you do that because that would have been what I would do. You're the best. <laughs> that was good. That was so good, Gab. Good. The last bite. Was was the one? That's what sure I like to hear. I like those combos. Amazing! I love those combos. Usually, I ask my guests like what they're drinking, but I know that you don't drink, so I I like brought this just just in case. Yes, <laughs> ready to go on deck. I'll smoke it with you, bro. We'll go to the loony bin together. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> would you Would you rather have been on the Bad Girls Club or Naked and Afraid? You can't be naked and afraid and sober, like, no. And you can't be on Survivor without weed. In my younger days, I would have said Bad Girls Club. Let's say for shits and giggles, naked and afraid, because it's less people. And no, I would go on Survivor because there's more people. They won't put so much attention on me, and I could hide my weed. I want to be like the Howard Stern of the culinary world. (laughs) That's my goal. So tell yourself that. that. No, I do. I, I have pep talks for myself. God probably hates me. I'm telling you. Do you believe I'm still fucking cooking? Like, this is why people never lose weight in this house. You see all the stuff I have behind me to bake for tomorrow? Hold on. Tomorrow I have to make another four bricks of seven-layer cookies. Because mm. that's part of the chocolate baskets that I make. For that. And I have to make another, like, four bricks of Snickers and another, like, two bricks of Twix. And those got to be cut into mini chocolate pieces. Oh, wow. So what's, so, your, what's your special right now? Yeah. What's your deal? Chocolate bars are $5 a bar. But but they're huge. To be honest with you, my, my best seller is my Snicker bar. My Snicker bar and my chocolate chip weed cookies are like to die for. Like people really, really, really enjoy it. So, you know, that makes me happy. You've been using the, the butter machine? Yes, I use the butter machine because it produces product for me quickly. I love working with ghee because it, it just works well with the, with the bud and it does wonders for me. So I use ghee. I put the ghee in the machine with the weed and 
I turn the machine on. It takes like two hours. And then when it's done, I use a strainer and I strain the butt out, throw it out. And then I use the product. I put it in this. I'll show you. So it goes in here and it makes like bars. And that can be refrigerated just like that? Yes, it's refrigerated just like this. It takes like a few hours to solidify. And then that's it. I use all products in my baking. I don't skim. So anything you want is straight product. That's why like when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's mad good, but don't be like eating like two cookies at once because no, I eat people. a quarter of it and I'm good for Yeah. So yeah. that's the that's the meat, the pork, right? Mm-hmm. And then those are the pancakes. You stayed on the phone with me the whole time while I cook. Who's gonna eat it? Whoever's well, in the house. Probably but people come here, I wake up in the morning and there's like food missing and <laughs> like uh, my refrigerator is rated i'm telling you i cook mad food like i cook for like the neighborhood i'm like so weird i cook oh i just broke the egg whatever i never eat what i cook i guess because i'm i take i taste it throughout the time so by yeah. the time it's time like, to eat, i'm like eh, i'm not eating that well that's and how i was like, when i when i made that when i made the octopus because it took me like two days to make it but by the time it was done i'm like i get it like i've been staring at this octopus for two days so let me ask, so basically you, all you did, did, first of all, did you use frozen or did you use um, a fresh octopus? I, I, well, I, when I bought it, it was frozen. I, I let it thaw out a little bit, seared it completely just to give it color. And then I poached it in oil. So after you poached it in the oil, then you put it on the Then I put it on the grill. Yeah. I'm telling you, the way I do it, when I tell people the way I do my octopus, they're like, after I clean it, I have to make sure it's completely dry. I put it in a huge pan. I did like you do. I put like a whole thing of Filippo Barrio in it. And then um, I put a shit ton of garlic, red pepper flakes, um, and parsley. That's it. I oh, yeah. fold it and I put it in the, in the oven, low and slow. And let me tell you something, Gab. It's amazing. It is and, so good. And then you it's, grill it or is this, you don't grill it at all? No. You don't grill it. I put it in the, in the oven. And it comes out like butter. And then I get the residual juice and I throw it over pasta. You could put it on like, a, you put it pretty much on anything. Yeah. But I like to make my, after I make it, I'll take my octopus and I like to make sostones. Uh, it tastes good with sostones. Thank you so much for, for doing this with me. Anytime. It was a great time. Always a great time, Gab. Mm, that last bite left like a good aftertaste. Good. With everything together. Mmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. That was good, Gab. <laughs> Success. That was good. If you ever need me, you call me. Anybody, <laughs> Chef Drea, you want cookies, <laughs> I make it all. You ain't going to find better cookies than me. And that's just what it is. Uh, you heard the lady. In all seriousness, all of her desserts are incredible. If you've listened to my first episode, you'll know that I'm a big banana pudding fan, and hers is definitely on my top three. Just saying. Anyway, if you stuck with us, thank you so, so much for tuning in. I always have a great time talking about food, and Andrea is the perfect person to do that with. I will put her Instagram information in the description, and I am excited to announce that she is currently a contestant in the Favorite Chef Contest. You can find the link in her bio and vote for her on there. I promise you she is the only contestant who has her sights set on being the Howard Stern of the culinary world. So, she has my vote. As always, I will provide the info for El Viejo Yayo in the description as well. I've been craving Ropa Vieja ever since because that bite sounded so good. And if you happen to be in Brooklyn, shoot Andrea DM and order one of her desserts. I recently saw that she is experimenting with jelly-filled donuts. 
could look amazing. In the meantime, thank you for continuing to show your support for your local restaurants. Even though it looks like we might be seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, restaurants are still struggling to keep their doors open, especially while prioritizing the safety of their workers. So, as always, tip your drivers, your servers, your bartenders, and if you're in a position to donate funds, please do so. There are organizations like ROAR, that's R-O-A-R, where you can donate directly to Restaurant Employee Relief. Any little bit counts. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and if you recognize the random audio clips throughout the episode, please send me a DM. You could win a gift card to a restaurant local to you. Promise. Until next time, peace out and stay hungry.